You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go. It's the Boomer and Carton Postgame Show with Al are we rolling? We are rolling. Well, it's a Monday morning. How are you? We'll start over. Well, you can just keep going. Well, why point. would I keep going? I almost blasted your, your uh, headphones off oh, your ears. Oh, no, it's all good. Go ahead, Jerry. Uh, What's it's up? It's Monday morning. No, I'm not into it now. Uh, post-game podcast. Hello, hello, hello. What's up? I'm Jerry. He's Al. You know, we talked a lot about the Rangers today, and rightly so. And we actually talked a lot about LeBron James and the Cavaliers just because the ending of that game uh, was pretty remarkable with the, the head coach just being lost. Uh, and that became a big portion of the story. And, of course, we talked about Michael Pineda and the Yankees, and we talked a little bit about the Mets, but I don't think we really got to either of them or gave them enough due credit, if you will. And we're talking about Pineda specifically, who was, I mean, about as good as you're ever going to see yesterday. And I checked in and out on this game. I watched a lot of the Mets. I was in and out on the Yankees because I was over at my uh, in-laws, and then I went right to the basketball game. And Pineda, to me, and I think Craig said it best, He's Harvey without all the hoopla because he's that good to where I think it was Caleb Joseph, if I'm not mistaken, made some sort of reference after the game about how it was almost not fair. Like a lot of those guys went up there thinking they could not hit him yesterday. All of a sudden, the Yankees might have the race. So he gets 16 strikeouts, right? Yeah. This is the thing I I mostly was focused on with this game is records and record books and things like that. And how none of these, everyone's worried about A-Rod breaking records and asterisks and all that. Right. The problem with any record is this is a good example of it. So Ron Guidry has the Yankee record, 18 strikeouts. Mm-hmm. You tell me, but a Guidry, that was a complete game for Guidry. So this is a different era of baseball. Right. They're, they pulled Pineda out with 16 strikeouts in right. the seventh inning. You're telling me he's not, he wasn't going to get... He wasn't going to strike out three more guys? I would certainly think he would have struck out at least right. more. So that three. Ron Guidry record is essentially useless because it's gone already. Right, but here's the thing. I agree with you. I think he would have struck out everybody he faced yeah. yesterday. He didn't because of the stupidity of where we are now and yes. the way baseball is played. Right, so so all these – everyone's just worried about home run records and steroids. All the records are meaningless now in all of the sports. I've, I've thought about this too with football. Okay, so let's say Tom Brady throws – Five touchdowns in a game, right? Yeah, sure. And it's the third quarter. Well, they're going to run the ball. So, if the real, if you're going for records, he could probably throw nine uh, touchdowns in a game. But you can't do that because you're running up the score, right? And then him not throwing nine touchdowns in that game means that his his season long record would be much higher. It, it, they're all all the records are stupid. If it's some butts for candy and nuts, we'd all have a happy Christmas. Is yeah. that how we go? Listen, yeah. Of course, it's stupid. It's a different time. The game is different. Everything's the changed. There's nothing. By the way, there's nothing the same from the time me and you were kids. Yes, it's not even talking about the age of Babe Ruth. I mean, right. we're talking about the age of Ozzy Smith for Christ's right. sake. It's not the same thing. The game is different. 
the mentality is I hate baseball the way it is now when you get to the sixth inning of a game because it's almost like, you know, when I don't know if you watched the game on Saturday, and I brought this up during the show today. When Terry Collins leaves John Neese in the game on Saturday night, my first thought is if this doesn't work, he's going to get buried for this. And I'm sitting there saying, good, the guy's pitching a good game. Right. Why does he have to come out? Because it's the same. What nugnit are you going to put in there to go right. pop up anyway? And I was happy he did that. That was baseball when we grew up. Now it's like, oh, here comes a lefty in the sixth inning. What right-handers we have ready? I mean, it really sucks. And I'm with you. It's just whatever. And the injuries, too. Like, uh, every, I keep getting all these notes like, uh, David Wright is going to jog now. Well, where yeah. have you been? What did he do? Like, what was his big well, He's injury? got a back injury now, and that's a problem. More so than the hamstring, I think the back injury is a problem. I think the way these guys lift weights now, and I've always said this and always believe this, the more you lift weights, the more you're stressing your muscle. You're a weightlifter. Oh, big time, Right? Jerry. I mean, look at those guns on yeah, your arms, big time right? weightlifter, yeah. The more you lift these weights and you're doing these leg presses and squats, and that's all good. Go back and look at baseball players in the 60s and 70s and 80s, and they look like me and you. Might have been a little taller, but they were fat, they were sloppy, but they were loose, and they could play. Now they're all stiff, and oh, I mean, it's no good, and you get a lot of guys, a lot of guys, all right, but this stupid, what is the one with the stomach that, uh, the oblique? That's the, the oblique. Yeah, oblique strain. Holy God, you get an oblique injury for six months? Yeah. I don't know. Jerry, I was watching the. Uh, I was watching Bart. Speaking of fat guys out of shape, I was watching Bartolo Colon pitch the other day uh, in Philly, and the Phillies stink. Yes, right? this yes. year they are not. They're good. not good. So there's every reason for that ballpark to be empty. But when I put it on TV, it looked like this was an important game because behind home plate in Philadelphia, those seats are full. Yeah, and that, I don't know why mentally that makes a big difference to me when I turn it on. I'm like, oh. This seems more exciting because there are people there watching it. Because 80% of what you're watching are the pitches, and you see people in the stands behind home plate. Yeah. I mean, and it looks aesthetically to the eye. It looks the way it should look, as opposed to a piece of paper off a hot dog wrapper blowing (laughs) up and around, and, you know, one person in a hat. Right. It does look better. It's the way it should look. And, by the way, prices aren't as much in Philly. Which is kind of why that is the way it is. That ballpark. Have you you been there? I I normally go once a year to a Met Philly game. I love that place. Yeah, and I hate Philadelphia, but yeah. their complex man is great. I do still do the wearing neutral baseball hat. Like I just wear like a uh, an Under Armour hat. Right. I don't wear like a Met well. Hat. I do that too. Yeah, I've told you my Philly story, so I don't have to do that again. I'm with you on that. Yeah, because it is. They do still have a bad reputation. It's not a reputation. It's the way they are. It's facts. Got it. Yes. You don't want to be an opposing fan in their billing. You just don't. Yeah. And I told uh, one of my sons we were going to go. I almost went to a devil flyer game. I'm like, listen, if you go, just put a shirt on. You're not wearing devil jersey because these people are nuts. So, uh, What do you think is the worst in this area of games that you could go to wearing an opposing player's jersey? I'm going to say something, and I'm going to get yelled at for this, and that's fine. Now, I've seen uh, people at Ranger Games. I've been to Ranger Games. I've seen it. I do not wear opposing stuff. I just wear shirts. I've gone to games with my dad. He loves the Rangers. I've seen it there. I haven't been to the Coliseum for games since I was a kid when my dad used to take us. I obviously had a lot of Devil Games, Nets, Knicks, all that. For me, the worst experience I've seen, not at a Jet game, at a Giant game, believe it or not, I saw the Cowboys-Giants, oh, my God, it's got to be the year before I started doing uh, the pre and post on Compass. So what is that, 2010 maybe? I saw a guy and his girlfriend just get abused for the entire game. I was like a section over. They were running in his face. I mean, it was bad to where they left in the third quarter. Yeah. Pretty bad. 
Yeah, I would always think I would think an Eagles game is probably trouble. Well, I, yeah, I'm talking about this area. Yeah. The worst experience I ever had was at the vet when I had hot dogs thrown at me, bottle caps, and I was 12. No, oh, nice. Yeah. He must have been wearing a Tony Dorsett jersey. That was the game. You you were a Cowboy fan. Do you remember the game Babe Loffenberg started a quarterback? And yes. if they won, they would have been 8-8 eight and, eight and they would have went to the playoffs. And instead they lost. The Eagles clobbered them. That was the game. 1988, 89, I forget whatever, whatever year it was. Or 85, 86, whatever. And it was brutal. Not good. Not good. All right, that's my turn since you're just yeah. like not saying anything. Uh, so Steve Spagnuolo is back with the Giants, right? Defensive coordinator. Yes. And I think we need to do this around here. I like this idea. So he's quizzing his players on the history of the Giants and specifically players and uh, what they know about the Giant organization. Do you think if I asked you a quiz of fan history, you would do well? I don't think I would do well. You don't? I don't. Oh, really? Oh, I thought yeah. you would. Of WFAN history? Yeah. I don't think I would do great. Huh. I don't know a lot of the backgrounds. That's why I'm doing my uh, other podcast, Jerry, so I can learn about other other people in the broadcasting business. I don't think I would do all that well. Hmm. Okay. Do you like this idea? I do like I I like the idea in some ways. In other ways, I feel like if I was one of these players that was being quizzed, right. and let's say during a game I missed one of my assignments, I know on the sideline to the other players I'd be like, Busy studying the freaking history of the safeties. <laughs> I, I'm not paying it. I didn't have time to read the plays. I, so I would use that excuse. I honestly don't. I don't know if I. I don't know if I get. I guess it's relevant to know a little bit of the history of the team you're playing for. I think it's more relevant. It comes back to the conversation we just had a few minutes ago. Fifteen years ago, I get it. Now these guys are mercenaries. They come in, God knows if they're here for longer than one season. You're going to bog them down with, tell me about Harry Carson? Right. Where did Harry Carson go to college? You know, I mean, come on. Hey, did you know Frank Gifford played here? (laughs) Who cares? Honestly, who cares? Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I don't You're a fan of Pat Summerall's. Hmm? I don't know. I would definitely use it as an excuse, though. I'd be like, you had me learning this guy's history, and now I don't know the cover two. I don't know where I'm supposed to be. Yeah, do you even know the cover two? No, I don't know what that is. (laughs) I I know that's a term. When I used to play Madden, I used that was a defensive option. Yeah, and you cover two. I like Madden for that reason. Um, Whether it's my kids or even my friends that play it, it is complicated. It teaches you some defensive schemes and things. It gives you the good basics about a lot. I don't play it much. But I, I do like it, though. I will say that. I don't like video games. Yeah, I used to. That would all, I, all I would play was the sports games and mostly Madden. But I found that I, I felt like what I what I think a quarterback feels like, which is I could really only look at one receiver. So you'd lock in. I well, would lock in. When you played in. that flag football, were you like that? Yes. Oh, you are? Oh. I was so like you couldn't that. look off, boom, no. bang, boom. Because there are a lot of, like, I'm always amazed – I'd be at Columbia practice, not so much the last couple of years, but when Norris Wilson was the coach, I was at practice every week. And I was always amazed when they would go live, not tackling, but hitting. You couldn't wrap up and tackle, but you would tackle, you would, um, excuse me, you would hit and wrap up and then the play is dead. And I was always amazed watching the quarterback and you would hear Vinnie Marino, the offensive coordinator, progressions, progressions, progressions. And he's literally boom. No, no, no. And he's surveying the field and you got a half a second on each one. And you've got a three, four seconds in your head. You better get rid of the football. You're getting clobbered. Right. And it's, I mean, it's hard, man. It really is. That's why I would be in, in the Madden video game. If I would drop back and look at more than one guy, I was, I was sacked. 
You would be sacked. Yeah, yes. and, you would and get smashed. And in a real, in the in the flag football too, I'd be like, listen, this ball's coming to you. And what I would do is I would I would split my receiver. So the receiver I wanted to get the ball, I'd put on the right side, right, and I'd put the other three receivers to the left. <laughs> And I'd be to like, move all the defenders all over the, the defenders other side out, of the right. field. Because I always felt like if you're a halfway decent quarterback, you could get a ball to somebody one on you know, with one on one coverage. Sure, and you have a good receiver, and you have a decent receiver. Absolutely. Right. Then I always felt like I could squeeze it in. You always right. wonder why not do that? The three and one offense. Yes. Just load the left side and go. Des Bryant one on one with the quarterback, uh, the cornerback. But I guess in in NFL they could put two guys on. Des well, Bryant. I mean you're gonna have the safety right. over the top. I mean all of a sudden he's got help, and it's not just a one on one situation. But if you come out and you see they're in man to man coverage, right, and you don't have that, and they're pressing, yeah, call the audible, shift everybody to the left side. You go man to man, just run, right, go Des, go deep. I mean in that case, how does anybody stop Des Bryant? I don't know exactly. Uh, Jerry uh, Tinder Pizza. I just wanted to start that that way. I don't way. even know what that means. So there's an uh, yeah, I found this. This is a great story. Um, you know what Tinder is? Well, uh, yeah, is, I mean, I have an idea. What you it have an is. idea? I, I don't fully get it either. Yeah, I, I know that sounds like I'm actually on Tinder and pretending I don't know what it means, but I really am not on Tinder. I, I went to the site once just to see what it is, and something about swiping this way and swiping yeah. that way. That's all I, I know. And the only reason I wouldn't be, I wouldn't use Tinder if I was looking for dates is I, I think it's a young person's game. I think right, it's fair. early twenties. Right. I don't think I, I'm Tindering. But evidently what it is is you look at photos, right? And if you like a person, you either swipe left or right. I forget which one. Something like that, yeah. And if they like you, they swipe left or right. And if you're both a match for each other, then I guess you exchange phone numbers. Okay. And go from there. Right. So there's a new thing happening on Tinder that girls are just playing with our hearts, Jerry. There's a thing called Tinder Games, which girls are trying to get guys in text conversations to send them pizza. Oh, boy. Just to see if guys are suckers and will send them pizza. Well, of course they are. So there are some screen grabs I'm seeing here of uh, text text conversations where they're just having a normal texting conversation, and the girl will just say out of the blue, hey, could you order me a pizza and send it to me? And the guys are like, uh, okay. Because you're desperate at that point. When you're in the luring process, when you're yeah. tr- trying to lure the girl, you'll do almost anything. And no offense to anybody. Yeah. If you're on Tinder... Right. You're desperate. You're desperate. Yeah. So, um, how girls, many pies you buy last girl, week? <laughs> girls are seeing how many pies they could get. And then they're also stepping the game up a little bit. Really? Could, could you send me sushi? Oh. <laughs> uh, now, the only thing I don't understand about this is in order for me to send you a pie, Jerry, if you were trying to do this to me on Tinder, yeah. I'd need to get your address. That's a very good point. And now I have your address. I mean, listen, you got enough of the information already, don't you? Tinder I mean, games. Even if you just have their name, like the, I, mean, I guess the name could be phony. I don't know all this internet stuff. Dude. But in I, fairness, Jerry, I did. Now I would mock this and say I would never send a girl a pizza on Tinder. But when have you? But no, I haven't sent a girl okay. a pizza on Tinder. But I did tell the story here when I was out on a date with a girl, and we went to pick up wine at a to, because it was a BYO restaurant, right. and the girl asked me to buy her scratch off tickets. Yes, and, and I right. did. Yes, and it was like twenty dollars. Never saw again. Yeah. I, it was like $20 worth of scratch-off tickets. That right there is such a red flag. Like, this oh. is not going to go well. Right, but you don't want to ruin the evening. No, because you're just starting. Right. And God knows where it leads. Right. If you think there, right, there's wine involved, so already it's possible action could go down. Have you ever dated a girl <laughs> or had a night where you thought it was, 
I mean, it was done. I Slam mean, dunk. sealed. Yeah, and it just ended horribly. Yes, the opposite way. Yes. Oh, you have. But I've also had nights where I thought, well, this is going nowhere. And all of a sudden, and it then went. Uh, takes you know, vodka takes a turn, and <laughs> things happen. It's not your charm; it's vodka. No. Well, my charm with vodka. The vodka brings the charm. Yeah. So I always wonder this then, right? Why not do the show with vodka in you? Because you, ever you wonder can't... why. Like, no, no, I know, I know what you can and can't do. I guess what I'm saying is, you're in the business now. What we do, quote unquote, entertaining. It's not. You know, it's not hardcore sports in the morning. We have a lot of fun what we do. Right. It's entertainment. It really is. Yes. So if vodka brings the best out in you, and I would say tequila probably brings the best out on me, why we don't do the show buzzed, I don't understand. Because that's how alcoholism begins. Because now you're doing it every day, and you require it to do your job. Right. I'm talking about a one-time thing. I I guess I didn't mean every day. That's true. Yeah, if it was a one-time thing, I was going on the air the third Thursday of every month. That's fair. Okay. Maybe yeah, a shot I of vodka. You're right. That leads to a very yeah, bad Yeah, that's a very road. bad thing. I guess I didn't that's mean like that. That's like what rock stars do in you order to... You ever wonder, though, why... Oh, I'm sure they do. You ever wonder why you, you're not like that? Well, like, which one? The loose owl. When in without alcohol. Yeah, like right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have too many anxieties. Too many weird things. So the, so I, you're I'm saying in my own head too much. When And you don't drink regularly by any stretch. Right. But when you do, that just completely goes away. Yeah, then I'm more... I don't really overthink things but why are there people that don't use the alcohol or whatever they're smoking a joint right. whatever it might even yeah, smoking I don't a cigarette I, for I like some that. people yes i always wonder why you're like you're two different people you right. really are i am too i would yeah. think as a matter of fact i don't but know where this is going really. i I, I, ha- I have tweeted recently and people concurred with me that if you chew gum that gives you a little confidence like if i'm chewing gum if i need a little confidence i'll chew gum because i look casual with are it. you when you're waiting for somebody yeah are you the type all right let me take my phone out yeah i believe i'm doing 100%. something well i mean in your case you're looking at twitter yeah which i'm you on do twitter constantly anyway yep. all right so you are let me sit at the yeah. bar and just kind of oh yeah chill out that's yeah. become the new go-to move having a phone has eliminated uh waiting because there's really no waiting no matter what well, you're you being can productive. always you're being productive yeah or i mean going on twitter is not really productive but well, you're doing something. You're not just sitting there. Yeah, like looking like a loser. Looking like a loser. Like yeah. I'm some type of loser. Who's who's looking? Where are you? Yeah. They? What's going on here? I'm yeah. bored. Twitter sushi. Or, or maybe I'll just try to see if I can get someone on Twitter to send me sushi. What do you think <laughs> about? By the way, you could. I'm sure right. you could. I've seen some of the things you get on Twitter. Yes. I think that would be the easiest Twitter of the sushi, bunch, yes. frankly. What do you think about? Never mind. No, uh, this you has have been to. today's post game podcast. I'm Jerry. He's Al. Peace out. We're done. I'm done. Uh, real quick, Jerry. Tomorrow on the Boomer and Carton show. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, Guns and Roses bassist uh, Duff McKagan will be. I in. cannot wait for this. Actually. Yeah, I'm excited. What time is he coming? He's in? coming in at eight o'clock. I think be awesome. Now, some people I've told stared at me and said, "Who is that? And why do we care?" But the, I have heard the guy interviewed on well, but- on shows. And he's very, he's got a very interesting story because he was very bad into alcoholism. Right. To the fact where he would, he would um, vomit and drink it because the vomit had alcohol. Yeah. In. No, no. I trust well, me, I a, get it. That's a hardcore dude. I just think it's a great spot because everybody thinks Slash, Axl Rose, that's fine. But there are other guys in the band. And right. I mean, the perspective you're going to get, and the, some of the stories you told me, I'm looking forward to it a lot tomorrow. Yeah, and part of his rehab when he got clean was making a having a, a very regimented uh, life, and part of that was listening to sports talk all day long. How about that? Yeah. 
That's how he rehabbed. Into your routine. Yeah. Well, hopefully Boomer and Carton becomes part of the routine. Welcome to the jungle. Was it Cincinnati 1988? That's how I wanted to end it, Jerry. Goodbye. Show. Wow! With the real stars of the show, Alan Jerry.